0: Hi there, and welcome to the Entrepreneur on the Grow podcast with me, Jared Krueger from the Startup School. And I'm sitting today with CC Kamalo, who is a fairly phenomenal uh, entrepreneur and one that I really am looking forward to chatting to today. So welcome, Cece.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So let's get right into it. Cece, tell me, who are you and what do you do? What is your business?
1: Cool. So as you said, uh, my name is Cece. I am a Johannesburg-based entrepreneur. Uh, I think of myself really as a doer, like I'm a get up and go doer kind of person. If I see something that I feel like I can do, obviously not everything, because I mean, I'm not an Olympic like runner or something, but generally if I see opportunity that I think um, I can solve, do better, and make money out of, uh, and hopefully in the process benefit other people, then I'm always game. Uh, So I I think of myself as an entrepreneur, a doer, a social entrepreneur, Um, yeah, and I am the founder of Soul Shoes, and Soul Shoes is a sustainable uh, footwear company, and we make uh, sandals made from upcycled materials, um, and one of our most notable Uh, characteristics or um, identifiers of the shoe is that our shoes are made from upcycled tire soles so all our shoes are inspired by South African um, the different cultures of South South Africa um, but are made modern so we're trying to make yesterday's culture basically fit today.
0: Amazing now I know that's that's a very fast uh, version of what sole shoes (laughs) is is all about so I'd like to go a little bit a little bit further back can you tell me what what inspired this, this brand, this company to, to, to come into, into the world and do what it's doing right now?
1: Sure. So I, um, as I said, I'm an entrepreneur. So I have many different businesses. I've started many different um, businesses like any entrepreneur. Some have failed, uh, some are working, some are yeah, floating. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, but during um, COVID, uh, when uh, there was the, the lockdown, the initial lockdown, um, I have a, a salon, a hair salon, um, and the hair salon, this one hair salon is inside a corporate building. So unlike other salons that got to open after a bit, the corporate building shut down for almost about uh, a year, I would say. And in that time, I kind of had time to relax, breathe and also think of other things. Um, and I am Zulu. That's my culture. And in the Zulu culture, there's a very specific shoe called imbadada And it's made from upcycle tyres completely. It's a very, very hard shoe. But if you are Zulu, you know this. So you're able to wear it in. Um, And I gave it to uh, my partner and he didn't like it. Uh, He said it was very uncomfortable. Um, So Mm -hmm. I tried to persuade him to wear it. Um, And I told him that it was um, sustainable, which is true. It is sustainable. Um, But he turned around and said to me, well, something can't just be sustainable. Like I'm not just going to buy it because it's sustainable or wear it because it's sustainable. It needs to be good and sustainable, comfortable and sustainable, um, stylish and and sustainable because there's so much out there already. I'm not just going to switch everything for something that is made out of tires and not um, comfortable. So he said, well, if you can like, uh, make something comfortable, maybe I'll wear it. And because I had time on my hands, I took it as a challenge and decided to try and come up with the comfortable imbatata. And after 10 prototypes, I eventually landed on uh, with the help of uh, two business partners, the, the Soul Shoes Dofo, which was the first one, which is the Zulu inspired one. And I really wasn't thinking of starting a business. I kind of was just challenged by my partner. Um, and after someone had, I put it up on Instagram just to kind of like document and also kind of uh, keep myself accountable. And someone messaged was like, oh, what a cool shoe. Can I buy it? And I was like, okay. Uh, my partner wore his and they were like, other people like, wow, what a cool shoe. Where do you get it? And he's like, oh, you can get it over here. You can It'd give people my number. And slowly, slowly, it started becoming something. And I kind of thought, okay, maybe this is, there's opportunity here. Maybe people are interested in buying something that is not only sustainable, it's extremely comfortable, comfortable, it's beautiful, and it represents uh, the different cultures of South Africa, but you don't necessarily have to be of that culture to wear that shoe.
0: Such a cool story. I really love yeah. it. Uh- It's so nice when it's, it's that real, um, and I can just imagine your partner saying, listen, as cool as this is, and as, as important as this is to you, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever put on (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) unless you do something about it. And I think, you know, rising to the challenge and, and interesting, you said, you know, you put it on, on Instagram and there was this, like, um, it it took with, with people and it almost felt like the brand was birthed at, uh, at a very, uh, real uh, need level somebody sought and said i i like that and i need that and and that's that started the sort of the sales cycle but where's the brand now how 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 are you doing Where, how far along the line are you
1: cool so now the brand is i would still say uh growing and trying to find its feet um it started uh in as i said in COVID. so basically in 2000 it's 2000 2022. So 2021 in December is where I decided to sell the first shoe. And in December, we only sold, I think, maybe like two or three pairs of shoes. But to be honest, I wasn't like pushing it as a business. So I kind of was just like, okay, if someone wants to buy it, like buy it. Um, and we set up a website. Yeah, that was actually the most, the, the thing that changed a lot of stuff. Set up a website in January, sold one pair of shoes. Uh, and I was like, ah, I don't know if this is actually going to become anything really. Uh, but the website was live and it was a very simple website. Um, and then in February, I think we uh, sold about, uh, I think 10 pairs of shoes. Then in March, it doubled. Then in April, it doubled. And in that first year, uh, it's, we sold 450 pairs of shoes. So from selling one in Jan to a total of 450, um, I thought it was quite a good achievement primarily because I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is a business, I have to sell more, I have to keep going, I have to keep growing. Um, so that was the, the first like milestone. But sometimes when you start a business, it, a lot of it is luck. I mean, you have to be prepared, you have to have a product, you have to have something to put out there, but you run into challenges that you never knew existed because you weren't really starting a business. Um, so now we are growing. Um, we've moved uh, from selling from our my house, um, All the stock used to be in our house and our house was smelling like uh, tires, like glue, like everything. So we've moved to a small like dispatch and uh, shop in inverted commas in Constitutional Hill. and we've now started trying to streamline production. So we've moved a little bit from like just being the shoe and more and trying to understand manufacturing. And that has been a big challenge. Um, I think, I mean, I love manufacturing. I love that world. But also I've learned a lot in a very short space of time, whether it's like load shedding, labor, just timelines, things like that. Um, so we are growing. But while we are growing, we're also finding new challenges and, and learning a lot um, while we grow
0: amazing i think that's such a, an important message you know you, the success stories it's never just a destination it's a, it really is a journey you constantly are being challenged to to learn more to you know to to uh, face something new every day so that you can get bigger tomorrow um, mm-hmm. but now I, I wanted to ask uh, uh, in terms of, of the manufacturing side of things how many people are, are you working with now in your team
1: Sure. So actually, so they are, there's three founders. So it's myself, uh, it's Nox. So I. we always say that um, Knox is the the tire. She's more of the finance sort of person. So she's the tough one. We call her the tire. And then we have mm-hmm. Susana, who's communications and marketing. And she's the the red foam. We have a nice soft red foam that's really comfortable. She makes things very comfortable for like the customers and ourselves. And then we have me, uh, who's the strap. And I like hold everything uh, together. So they're three of us. Then we also have uh, someone who uh, helps with dispatch because quite early on, I realized like as entrepreneurs, we do kind of everything, but there comes a point where you need to be able to delegate and you need to focus on the things that you're really good on and outsource the mundane stuff. So it's not that dispatch is mundane, but uh, I was was taking up a lot of my time and also it needs someone who's paying attention to details, making sure that orders aren't wrong, making sure that everything is sent out on time. And that's generally not me. So I was able to um, luckily uh, find um, someone and actually she used to be um, my helper at home. She used to help me clean and she obviously pays attention to detail. Uh, She makes sure that the house and and basically everything is looking good, is running well. So I said to her, hey, um, let's try and see if you can move over to something else, because I don't think you are going to, you should be a domestic worker for the rest of your life. So she's like, okay, she's happy to take on the challenge. And it worked uh, brilliantly. Then um, I would say at the beginning of this year, we moved away from working. We used to work with a factory and that factory, I think, had about uh, eight eight people working there, uh, eight or nine people working there. We moved away from that factory and in order to try and control the process and our product, we decided um, to try and see if we can do things ourselves. And one of the suppliers that I buy uh, glue from once told me uh, about a year ago that there is another little factory in Joburg CBD uh, that uh, has machineries and machinery and sometimes the machinery stands still. So he said, maybe you should speak to him and see if you can rent it out. But I I didn't really understand what he was talking about. I had a a factory that I was working with. Everything was working well. So I really didn't need another factory. But then when the load shedding started to intensify intensify, and the timeline started shifting from making one batch uh, a week, it started taking the lead time became like three or four weeks for one single batch. I somehow remembered what that guy had said. I went to the factory and I said to the guy, uh, do you, could you ever see yourself maybe renting out your shoe factory one, one day a week? And he said, uh, I'll think about it. And I said, well, we, we don't have to come every day when you when you're not working on the machines, maybe then we can like rent them out. And he spoke to his partner about it, came back and he said, okay, uh, as long as you have someone who knows how to use the machines and When I started the company, I learned how to make these shoes, but not for the intention of actually making them, just finding out and like learning the process. And one of the guys who used to work in that other factory, our previous factory, he gave me a call in Jan and he was like, hey, I'm no longer working at that factory. I just wanted to let you know I'm currently at home, but doing other things Yeah, just to let you know. And it's as if, like, everything aligned. I was like, oh, my goodness, I've been thinking about doing this. And maybe you can see if you can jump on board. And he was on board within the week. Uh, The following week, we went to the factory. And now we rented out once a week. So I only have one person making shoes um, a week. But we are now um, bringing out a new batch literally every week. So he makes them on the Thursday. And they come out on the Friday.
0: Incredible. That's so cool. What an incredible idea to... To make use of machinery that's not working, you know, at the time, it's really inventive. Yeah. Um, Cece, the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, you 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 did the programs, the start of school program, um, and and were an incredible incredible entrepreneur on that program. It did extremely well um, and came through the shortlisting and the prize funding competition um, pretty much on top. Um, how, how was that experience for you and how has that uh, impacted you uh, today with, with, with Soul Shoes?
1: Yeah, so one of, I, I mean, I learned a great deal on that program and doing that uh, program was probably one of the better things that had happened to me uh, during my entrepreneurship journey. As many entrepreneurs in South Africa, we kind of learn by doing, it kind of just, you, you fall into it. Um, Sometimes, I mean, maybe your granny has a spaza shop or maybe your uncle works somewhere, you know, you kind of like end up doing it, um, but we never really think about the formal side of entrepreneurship and the startup program was great because it gave me that. I was an entrepreneur who learned everything. Uh, based on the previous business that I started so everything from here before that would teach me a little bit more about the next business and the next business the next business um but along the way you're still missing some formalities and you're still missing things um still missing ways of thinking uh, formal processes like labor practices things like that um so that's what I learned uh most yeah the most in the startup school and also the support sometimes as an entrepreneur it's very lonely um and you're used to being by yourself um but with a startup school because you have support and my my mentor was was Tanya and sure I couldn't praise her enough is you're able to tap into someone who understands a different side of entrepreneurship than you So, yeah, I think, yeah, the experience was amazing. Um, It is quite intensive, especially if you are running a business. But if you don't look at it as... like a study program, and you look at it as something beneficial. Especially if you haven't gone to school for entrepreneurship, then you can really make a great value of it. And if you put in the work, you get the result. And for me, because I did put in the work, um, and I used uh, the the resources that are available, I um came out on top, as you said. So yeah, I would encourage people to like try and don't give up. Don't yeah, don't be disheartened, especially because it's 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 very dense. Um, but really, it is absolutely beneficial whether you win or not. It's The process itself is a very good one.
0: Amazing. Thanks so much, CeCe. Then I, I wanted to ask you in terms of this, kind of my last question is, what's your, if you were to leave uh, entrepreneurs with one one sort of message or, or parting, parting words uh, today, what would you want to say to all the entrepreneurs listening out there? Mm.
1: That's a very... Good question. Um, Well, I can really only speak to myself, and this has kind of worked in my favor. Is um, I remember speaking to an entrepreneur turned investor, and what he said to me is um, that when you are an entrepreneur, especially in the, the beginning, it's really good. It's really cool when you are by yourself, you're doing everything. But really good entrepreneurs need, like, need to, and good entrepreneurs know how to find good partners. So partners that have other skills other than yourself. So in all of my previous businesses, it was literally just me. And he said to me, yeah, what happens if you die tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I've never actually thought of that. So in this business, uh, what is different compared to other businesses is I've brought on two other people um whose expertise are completely different to mine. And in that way, we are able to work together and we're able to move faster when it's just you Yes, I mean, you can do it, but it takes a long time. So as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to be open. Don't be so fearful. Everyone is like, well, I don't want to partner with that person because whatever your reasons are, don't be fearful. um, And just just do it. Just do it. Yeah.
0: Incredible. I think it's such great advice. And I really, really um, admire you for for saying that. And I I actually also remember uh, reading about an entrepreneur said, you know, the most important thing when you're fitting your team together is to make sure that when you're in a room with your team, that you're not the you're not the smartest person in the room.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that is spot on. That is exactly what it is. If you are the smartest, generally you're going to believe, and it's not in all cases, but you'll believe that your way is the right way. But when you know you're not the smartest, you have to lean on other people. You have to, yeah, hear what other people think. Um, and that sometimes will challenge you. Um, But if you're able to do that, it generally will make you a better entrepreneur, a better leader. And one last thing is that also know that you're probably going to learn the most from the people you think you are either don't like or are extremely different to you. Be open as an entrepreneur because you you will learn a lot more when you are open than when you think you have the answers to everything.
0: Yeah, fantastic. That's excellent. So um, the last thing, very last thing I promise is, Okay, where sure. can we find your, your product if we want to get hold of it? What's, what's, your, what's the best way for, for anybody to access or to come and see, touch, and feel what it is you're doing and making?
1: Sure, so we are completely, well, I'd say 90% online. Um, you can find the shoes at Soul Shoes. So it's like soul, like your, your, your being, your soul, S-O-U-L, and then S-H-O-O-Z, one word, dot za. Um, You can buy the shoes online. Um, the shoes are unisex and we uh, use a variety of different shipping companies. So generally it will arrive any time between one or five days, depending on where you are in, in South Africa or outside South Africa. If you, um, if you are in Johannesburg, you can come visit us at Transverker. That's at Constitutional Hill. So it's in Bramptonite. We have a little dispatch studio there, but you can also come there and try them on, um, especially if you're worried about fit. Um, Generally, the shoes are true to size. So whatever size you do wear, like order that size, but if you have any sizing issues, it's a simple process. We just return it and give you the size that you would like. Um, so yeah, you can find us on Instagram with the same name. So Soul Shoes on Instagram, on Facebook, also on LinkedIn. Um, this year we are focused on um, brick and mortar. So we are looking for resellers across the country. Um, so hopefully that will come into play just before summer of this year. Um, so, yeah. So if you really are looking for us, online is your best, but you may find us in other stores. Just um, look on the website for, for updates.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so, so much. And we really enjoyed talking to you today on uh, Entrepreneur on the Grow, the podcast hosted by Startup School. And we look forward to hearing uh, your, your, your story getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we look forward to seeing your shoes all over South Africa, as I'm sure they oh. are going to be.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, CC. Cheers. Bye.